0: back to the show everyone it's Dina Calmeta here and Susan Davis with Jesus 247 and today we're going to talk about a book titled Bride of Christ Prepare Now this is a book of God-given prophecy and so Susan tell us a little bit about yourself and the gift of prophecy
1: well, um, yeah, it probably is a good idea to talk about that before we get into this book exactly, but, you know, I came from a, a background where I wasn't really involved with, I guess some people would say, spiritual giftings. I don't, you know, I don't want to call out any particular type of church, but, you know, I didn't even think God talked to people, honestly, I Can you believe that? <laughs>
0: That's totally, a lot of people don't think that he does talk right now.
1: No, no, I really did not, I didn't give it a lot of thought. I didn't really know that God could literally speak to people, and I didn't really give it any thought. And so when God showed up in my life, and, you know, he actually was speaking to me i was literally floored i was stunned out of my mind it was it it was not a gift that i was looking for because i didn't even think it was possible (laughs) at this point so it was quite shocking when god came into my life and so i tell the story that I, i think literally the first time that i heard the lord's voice was i was looking at this boy. this dates me but it is many years ago and i was watching there was a war going on and the children of the war were being taken into refugee camps because their parents were being killed well this really broke my heart because my son was quite young at the time and i was you know i was thinking about him i was thinking how awful you know if he was going through something like that and it just broke my heart So I kind of was, I was laying in bed at the time and I was laying down there and I was just praying about these children, not really anything more than that. And then all of a sudden the Lord spoke to me and it was fantastic. I, (laughs) I have to tell you that I felt God and this is how he felt to me. I had the strong impression that he was both lion and lamb. Dina. Mm -hmm. And I felt that he was a being of great compassion. And at the same time, I felt that he was also a being of great authority. (laughs) Okay. And so that's the lion lamb of Jesus. And I really felt this and it was, it was quite overwhelming to be honest. Then he spoke the words to me, and it was, you know, that he understood about the children. But as many people need to come to the Lord as soon as possible, because nothing that's going on in this world is as bad as being separated from God for eternity. And it was interesting because not only did I have the feelings of God speaking to me, I also had the sensation that I was hearing from a wee Okay, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it was like it was a we. It wasn't a. It wasn't a singular. It was a plural. And so I know that that was the Holy Spirit, Father God, and Jesus, all speaking in like conjunction. I I don't know how to parallel. Does that make sense? What I'm trying.
0: It sounds in yes. It it does make sense. It does, and it sounds incredible.
1: And so they were speaking to me as a whole the godhead and here's the other thing that was so fantastic about it was that it it was like imagine the second before he speaks to me I don't know any of this and then the back of that second I know a whole lot more than I did it was like no time transpired I have no other way to explain it it was like that information came to me and it was like I was At the front of the second before it and the back of the second, it was like no time transpired. And we know that God is in control over time, literally. And that was, it was shocking. That's all I have to say. (laughs) And I had been laying in bed praying. And all of a sudden, I'm telling you, I sat up in bed. And I was like, okay, I think that was God talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so compelling because of the words he spoke. He literally, he was compassionate. He said he understood about the children. He said that it was basically important that, you know, nothing that was going on in this world was as bad as being separated from God for eternity. And boy, he couldn't have said more clear words to me than that message that I got. I was like, yeah, wow. And that was sort of like a turning point in my life. I, I mean, I went from not, not thinking God could ever talk to anybody, and the prayer was just like a one-way operation, to, oh, wow, God just spoke to me. And he gave me a very succinct and clear message. And I, from that point on, was like propelled, I want to say compelled and propelled into a big life change, which was to go out and to promote the message that, you know, the Lord's coming back, we need to get ready, we need God, and it was a changing, defining moment for my life, and I'll never forget it, ever. And I wish everybody would have an experience like that, because... It changed everything for me. I just, I started to move out and start to talk to people about the Lord, and I've never looked back. I mean, I just feel like this is so serious, that we have to get this right in this life, and if we don't, it's a forever lost thing. And so, you know, I went on in my life, and more interesting things happened. God continued to show up in bigger ways. I mean, at the beginning, I would hear phrases like that. Occasionally, he'd speak to me. And, of course, I would just be like, wow, you know, he's talking to me again. (laughs) Then, about 2010, I did begin to receive whole letters from God. I would take a journal, and I would sit down, and I would just listen really quietly. And he has a still, small voice. It's really... Amazing, and he speaks so clearly. And for me, his voice is nothing like mine. <laughs> I'm just really, you know, when I because we speak spirit to spirit. He explained that to me one time. I was out walking around. I had headphones on, Dina. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Christian music, and <laughs> and it was loud. And then all of a sudden, the Lord started talking to me, and I was like, "Wait, what? You can talk with those headphones on?" <laughs> and that's when he said, Oh, well, that it was spirit to spirit communication. And I was like, Oh, okay. So it's not really, you know, bodily audible kind of thing. It was the spirit to spirit. And so that was a new insight for me. I mean, he must be having a lot of fun with me because I'm always like, What? <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> well I and never get used to this, right? <laughs> and he can talk to anybody like that. Right? Mm-hmm. He can. He
1: can. And he does. He talks to a lot of people. He talks to children.
0: And it's you know, probably so... normal for them to hear from exactly. him. You know, they're exactly. like with us, because, you know, we've been in this world a while. And it's like, uh-huh. oh, wow, I just heard from God, like what you were describing. Right. And the children, right. the children are probably like, oh, yeah, I talked to Jesus today. He spoke back.
1: That's what I'm hearing from parents that have children that hear from God. Same thing. That's you know, so they talk awesome. about it. It's it's so beautiful when a little child comes and shares my son. Was doing that for a while. And he would come to me and just say fantastic things that there's no way a child could know about God, you know. And so these things were happening in our lives, and it was undeniable that God was showing up in a big way. And so I went, I still went on with my life normal, you know, having a regular job like everybody else and working hard. And then there was a point in time where the Lord. I was doing a project with this guy named Monty Dituit. He was a former soccer player in Africa, and that would be a whole lot like a football player, an NFL football player in America. God called him out of football to work for him, and he was doing some projects for the Lord. He came over, and I took him to a TV show to do a, some TV. I was a communications person. That was my career. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I took him, this was a Christian event. I took him to this station out of town. He flew in from Africa, South Africa. After it was over, he said to me, he said, the Lord wants you to quit your job and work for him. And I was like, what? You know, I I was like, "Uh uh-huh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I just You know, I didn't give it much more thought because, you know, like, what am I going to do? I mean, so I just kept working. I worked about four or five more months. And then the day happened and the Lord put it to me himself that he needed me to leave my work. And uh, that's a story for another day. But it was very clear, very right on. I was to leave what I was doing and work for him full time. And so that's then what happened. So I became, you know, (laughs) a full-time employee of the Lord. And, yeah, it was a major life change. And um, I've been doing this now for, I guess, since at least 2010, working full-time for the Lord.
0: Praise and God!
1: It's a good, it's a great job. You know, there are great benefits. <laughs> <A> <laughs> I great like... retirement plan. There's a great retirement plan. To.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say the life insurance is incredible. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. And I wouldn't, you know what? I wouldn't go back for anything. And I have a little story about that. I'll just tell this real quick. After he told me to leave my job, which I couldn't go against him, Dina, I had to do what he said, and. I, for about a week, I was like kind of like walking around, like, what am I going to do with myself? I just left a very busy job. I had a very busy career and job mm-hmm. up to that point. And I was just kind of like in limbo at that point. And I heard them speak to me uh, one morning, um, it was a Sunday morning, and I heard him say, Beauty from Ashes and i was like wow okay and so i went to church that day and i was very busy at church doing church stuff all day long and i forgot about him saying that to me i know it's hard to believe I did. (laughs) and that afternoon or excuse me that evening i came home and i was sitting in bed that night and i was looking at my laptop and an article popped up it said beauty from ashes was the headline
0: praise God
1: and I was like oh yeah he said that to me earlier but you know that was his way of saying to me you know it's going to be okay you're going to be fine and you know what he was right I look back on my life and I think I can't imagine what a mistake it would have been to not go forward and have worked for the Lord you know at that point
0: Amen. And
1: so he was right. There would be beauty from ashes. And uh, that was definitely the case.
0: So Susan, you have a communications background, but you never aspired to author a book, right? And you have actually several books published right now. So how did all of this come about?
1: Right. Well... I mean, back before all this started, if someone would have told me, you know, that there would be, I would be authoring and promoting books like I am now, I would have said, no way, get out of here, you know. that That couldn't have been the furthest thing from my mind. I mean, there were a lot of communication projects that I enjoyed doing. I had been editor of magazine or, you know, and doing different things. I even worked in radio at one point. So I had a lot of communications background experience, but I totally was completely disinterested in the thought of ever having a book, writing a book, or any of that. It just was not, I didn't think it was anything that I would ever, ever want to do. But I was, well, first of all, I had a book called In Love with a Whirlwind.
0: I love that book.
1: Yes. Yes. And what that is, is I had a lot of miraculous things going on in my life. My friends, a lot of my friends were saying, you need to write a book. You need to tell your story. And I was like, no, I don't. You know, (laughs) like, but, you know, after a while, I decided to go ahead and do this. I had a journal, Dina, where I I did record all the different things that were going on in my life, and Mm -hmm. I did make a record of them and then it kind of weighed heavy on me that i had a lot of friends and family that i found it difficult to talk to them about the lord but i thought if they would read my book then maybe they might be reached you know for the lord and i thought well i have to really just do something so i set out to take a journal with all of my notes and turn it into a real book And believe me, that is not as easy as it sounds. It was very difficult. It took me about a year to do this. Mm -hmm. And at the time I had left my job and I was not making, you know, any income, you know, at that point. And I went to the Lord and I said, you know, I've got this, I've got this document now. And I said, if you want this thing published, then you're going to have to make a way because I don't know how in the world, you know, I can do that you know, without the funds and all of that. And it was amazing because literally three days after I said this to God, I had an old business partner contact me. And he said, hey, you know, I want you to know I sold off some of your stocks that I had invested in this business. And he said, I've got a check for you, which was a substantial check, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he sent it my way, and I knew right away, I knew absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt that this was for me to produce that book, right?
0: It's a miracle right there.
1: It was a miracle. It was it was a bona fide miracle. So I took the funds. I got the book. You know, I got it all set up. And then I had it published and you know started putting it out to people. and also it is also an ebook now. so it's easy for people to get a hold of without paying for it. you know oh, it's good. free.
0: That's awesome right.
1: <laughs> but at that point then I began to hear from God to be able to you know write down letters. He would give me whole letters for myself personally. And then these letters started to turn into letters for people. (laughs) They were for all the people. And they were really significant messages about getting ready and being ready and all of these things that are pertinent to the times that we're in. And so I started a little email list and I would send it out to people that I felt might be interested in this kind of letter and Pretty soon, the letter list, the numbers increased over time. It became quite large. And there was a message I received from the Lord, and he said that I would have a book, you know, in heaven. And I was like, what? You know, I I was like, okay. (laughs) And do you know that about six months later, I had a man come to me, a great guy, His name's Mike Peralta. He approached me, and he said that he wanted to take the letters from the Lord and some of my other writings. I did writings with the letters, messages, you know. And he wanted to take these and publish them into a book. And I was just really stunned by this. And so thus began my publishing career. (laughs) Okay, But, you know, I didn't really do the work. He did the work, and he took the letters and set them up. It was fantastic,
0: to be honest with you. you have other books as well. Can you tell us what those books are?
1: Right. Uh, He helped me with a book called Rapture or Tribulation, and then there is Left Behind After the Rapture, and then there's another one that is called Ready for Rapture, Total Surrender and Adoration. And then there's another book that is very popular, and it's called Marriage Supper of the Lamb. And then there's some other books, too. But these are the ones that people can actually down—well, there's many books that they can get access to. And The Marriage Supper of the Lamb was a book that came from a series of letters I received when the Lord called me to our family cabin to do a 40-day fast— to stay in our cabin for that period of time and during that time I did receive those letters and I sent these letters to my publisher and he was so overwhelmed by them that he had the book uh, I sent him in March and he had the book published by May.
0: Oh wow. So
1: mm -hmm, yeah and that book all the books have been translated into different languages and this one here called Bride of Christ Prepare Now has been done in other languages like Spanish. All the books and everything is in Spanish. We have a Spanish website, by the way. And I think this would be a very good time for me to jump in and say, if you've seen the cover, there's a bride on the cover. And a lot of people think that is me. That is not me. (laughs) (laughs) My publisher did that. He put that cover on there. And I And I'm always really eager to tell people that is not me, (laughs) (laughs) just so you know. (laughs) But he's a great guy, and I so appreciate, you know, everything he has done and continues to support us. But these books are all, they've been done in videos, format, people have done. It was funny because I did a, I put the book name in a search engine one time, I couldn't believe it. I was pulling up Hispanic YouTubes in which people had professional speakers reading the book in Hispanic on a YouTube. I was, I mean, I was stunned.
0: That's incredible. That's God.
1: Yeah. By the time I figured this out, there were literally had been thousands of people listening to the book and liking it. I was like, wow, God is always way ahead of us, right?
0: He totally is. He totally is. But speaking about the bride, who is the Bride of Christ for?
1: Well, the book is for anyone. It is written from the Lord to anybody. And he is wanting people to know that he is there waiting for them to come to him. And he has many important, you know, messages. This is prophecy and prophetic words. And I just want to clarify that most people, when they hear about somebody who has the gift of prophecy, okay, Mm -hmm. they think of people who are out there saying, okay, well, there's going to be this hurricane, or this event, or that's going to happen, or this is going to happen, and people look at prophets as being, you know, like future tellers, that sort of thing. But if you go back into the Old Testament, and really get in there and study The prophets. Of course, we see John in Revelation. He definitely was telling the future and Daniel as well, okay, and Ezekiel. But if you look at a lot of the prophets from old, they were sent by God to bring people back to God. That was his intent, was to provide messages through people to turn them back to God and To bring them back to the word of God, to bring them back to scripture, to bring them back to seeking him through the word of God. And so if you know of somebody who's deviating from the Bible, they were not sent by God. Okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) straight up. That would make them a false prophet because everything has to line up with the scripture because that's the whole purpose of prophecy. God has a purpose for it, and the purpose is to support and bring people back to Scripture, back to His Word, back to His ways. That's why people who are the actual prophet, the real deal, are not very popular with people. (laughs) Because usually they like the false prophets because they tickle their ears and tell them, you know, yeah, you can hang out with the world and that's great. But when the true prophet tells it, you know, it's not very popular because people resist the truth so much.
0: That's right. And Jesus said that um, those that are were persecuted were the prophets as well. When he talks about, you know, the, um, I, I believe it's in Matthew. And, you know, he says, if you're persecuted, you know, don't basically don't feel bad because so were the prophets before you.
1: Right. And it goes with it. It goes with the territory persecution. Yeah, it goes right along with it. <laughs> But it's most, of, most important to always, you know, do what the Lord says, even if it's going to be hard, you know. But that's exactly who this book is for. We're in the end times. And God is trying to get the message out to get ready, to get right with him, seek him, and... He, develop a relationship with him and do it through reading the word and prayer and reaching out to other lost people. So these are the different messages that they're going to find in this particular book.
0: So what are the chapter headings?
1: Okay, well, let's take a look because I think if I just read through the table of contents, you can get a real good feel for just exactly what's in this book and what it's about. So, here are the chapters, and these are actually what God gave me, and it's only those who are fully committed to me will feel safe now. This is my lukewarm church. The adulterous flavor in my mouth will cause me to spit her out. They are on a landslide down a mountain, and they don't even know it, (laughs) this one heading. Only those who are in my will will come with me, come out of the world and her lies, but those who follow me closely will escape the evil the only position of safety and well-being is in the center of god's will come to know me as your first love and chapter nine here is i am coming to retrieve only those who are in my will those caught up in the world will be left behind 11 is the lord's words i am coming i spoke it and i will fulfill it and so these are some of the chapter headings That you're going to read about here in this book.
0: So the book is really about the Lord's soon return for his church, the event called the rapture. Do you believe that event is near?
1: Oh absolutely I do and I think it's much closer than most people realize. I mean it could happen at any moment. And because the rapture is a signless event, Dina, Mm -hmm. and the second coming is actually what all the signs are set up to point to. The first coming of Jesus was when he was a baby and child, and he came to earth and dwelled in the earth and then was crucified and resurrected. Okay, so the rapture is a meeting in the air for the church, Okay. The church goes up and meets the Lord in the air. So he doesn't actually come to earth. And then there is a period of tribulation and great tribulation over the earth. And then there is the second coming. And that is when Jesus comes back with the church that he took with him, the ones he met in the air. They come back with him at the second coming, at the end of the great tribulation. And he sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives, the Bible says. That is literally his second coming. So a whole lot of the signs that are pointing to the second coming are for that event that, you know, is at the tail end of the tribulation. So a lot of people are saying, well, this hasn't happened yet, that hasn't happened yet, and that's why the rapture can't happen. But they're mistaken, because there is a lot of time between the time the church is removed and the time of the second coming for a lot of those events to take place, such as the third temple being built, which is, by the way, that third temple is practically built now. The plans for it are all laid out. Everything that they need for it is ready. And so if you see a bunch of signs that are pointing to the second coming coming together, then you know the rapture has to be at the door because the rapture is a signless event and could happen at any moment. And people need to be ready. They really need to get serious about this right now.
0: Amen, amen, because he is indeed coming soon. And in fact, in the book, there are some letters. So will you read a couple of those or one of them?
1: Yeah, I could read one. Okay, here's a letter that's in the book, and it's titled, This is My Lukewarm Church. The adulterous flavor in my mouth will cause me to spit her out. And so here we go. It says, Daughter, let me give the people new words. Children of the Most High, the world is growing dim. The light is diminishing. All that is good and pure and holy is falling to the wayside. My enemy is destroying all that is good and pure and replacing it with evil and darkness. He is desensitizing the world to my righteousness and what is of most value, the holiness of God. The world is plummeting into deep darkness, outer darkness with its plans and thoughts apart from the one true God. Soon, the world will be dumbstruck when I remove my church and all that remains is the horror of a world depleted. Of true holiness and the righteousness of God this nightmare is coming for those who refuse to come into my will and will be left behind their decision to reject me now my word my leadership in their life and their full surrender to me will leave them facing the leadership tyranny of the unholy Alliance of Satan the Antichrist and their false prophet This alliance will take in the world by demonic deception, leading the world down a blind alley of destruction to eternal hell, the location of the destination of my enemy. He plans to take so many with him as he can pursue, control, and deceive. He will succeed. Many will see destruction and fall into everlasting hell and torment. The only way to stop him and his bloodthirsty rampage will be my second coming. When I arrive to earth with my holy army, my church, to stop the mouth of the enemy with the sword of my mouth, to chain up and cast him into hell until he is released 1,000 years later, his ultimate end will be the lake of fire along with the vast majority of humanity that is taken over by the enemy's deception. This because the people refuse to surrender their personal will to me follow the teachings of my Holy Spirit by receiving his baptism without the baptism of my Holy Spirit, which comes when my children willingly surrender their all to me. They are not ready when I come in my glory to receive my church asking for salvation is not the same thing. Many have received salvation but have not yet made me their Lord and master. This is my lukewarm church. Their relationship with me is tepid and incomplete. I am not their all in all. They handle the holy only partially along with the world, and their partial relationship is like that of a whore who wants their lord and master a little, but wants to go whoring with the world. I am not good enough to submit to in a full relationship. This is my lukewarm church. The adulterous flavor in my mouth, will cause me to spit her out. I cannot take her out with me to my holy kingdom, as she will not be a pure bride. Her hands are dirty, handling the world every chance she gets with her eyes, her thoughts, her heart. I can't take it. I gave her all of me, and she wants to bring the world into our bed. She repulses me. I am coming soon, and I will leave her standing at the altar of her lukewarm churches, wondering why her bridegroom, left her behind. She will pine and be forlorn for me when she realizes what she has done and that she is left with a cruel lover who will demand her life. This is what the lukewarm church will face. Come back to me, O great church of the lukewarm followers. Come wash your garments in my blood. Lay your life down. Leave the world behind. Reject my enemy and the hold he has over you. You are soon going to be left behind. My coming is swift. Don't be foolish. Fill your oil lamps. Come get priceless oil from your Lord. I drank of the cup, and now I offer you pure oil from the same cup for your lamp. Let me fill your cup so it runneth over. This is your bridegroom, pure, holy, righteous. And then, you know, Scripture with it is Philippians 2.15 that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shall shine as lights in the world. And the Revelation 20.10 says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Revelation 2.16 says, Repent, or else I will come unto thee quickly. And will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. And so that's just one take from the book, one letter. And there are others in there. And so they can check
0: that out. So where can they find these books? And by the way, that was a very powerful letter from the Lord. Very powerful.
1: Yeah. 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 Very compelling. So, yes, the books are available Free. They can be found on various links. We have a website. The books are available in audio format. They're available in YouTube audio. Also, we have them in other languages. We have them in Spanish, and they've been translated into Japanese and Chinese, and to name those few, and English, of course. And actually, the book is available in soft cover form because some people you know just want a book they want to hold on to a book and you can get that by looking for it on amazon just so the listening audience knows the book although you need to pay to buy a book just like a bible the royalties from the book go back into the ministry which we use to promote the books And so nobody profits from the prophecy of the books.
0: Well, that's really cool because um, the word of God shouldn't be for sale. So that's really awesome.
1: Oh, no. Never. Never. And, you know, this is a warning I want to put out to people. If you ever see somebody who's prophetic and they've got PayPal and they've got, you know, other, like, requests for money donations, I, I would avoid that because... You know, God has been very clear in the Bible that we cannot sell these gifts. They're not for sale, and they're not to be used to, to profit from them. And uh, so I would say danger, danger. <laughs> if you see somebody who's, like, prophetic, but yet, you know, they're promoting that you need to pay them for a word or something to that effect, that is... Way off base.
0: Yeah, and, that's not uh, of God. You don't. You shouldn't have to pay somebody to hear from God. No. When, yeah.
1: It, it's it's dangerous to profit from a gift of God, and reminds me of Simon in the Bible when he heard about the power of the Holy Spirit. He tried to buy it from the disciples, and they were like, "No way, <laughs> you can't buy this," you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Well, Susan, thank you so much for coming on the show here today and talking about this amazing anointed book. And it really is anointed, you guys, and incredible. So um, please do look at these. um, And I'm going to try to put this together into a PDF. And um, I'll either have it on my website or Susan's website, but I'll leave a link below this video so you know where to find all of her books and where you can find this one. And of course, I'll leave a link for the Amazon resource as well. But yeah, I highly do um, encourage you to uh, read this book. Thank you, Susan, for coming on the show. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Uh, no, just thanks so much for you know
1: being able to talk about uh, these projects that we're involved in. And all the books that the Lord has been busy putting out these messages and they're pertinent for today. I think they're encouraging words. I think they explain a lot. And I I do think that they will cause people to fall in love with the Lord again, if they have fallen away.
0: That is so true. Yeah. um, I've had people tell me, that it's um, it's as if God is speaking directly to them when they read these books and um, so yeah it is very encouraging and I felt that way too you know um, in reading parts of this book and also Marriage Supper of the Lamb and In Love with the Whirlwind that um, I think That one and Marriage Supper of the Lamb are two of my favorite. But um, yeah, these are just incredible. They'll, you know, um, bring you closer to the Lord. And you know, it's a good thing to read his word, but it's also good to read other Christian books from anointed authors. So um, filled with the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you guys again to go pick it up and also leave your comments below this video. We love hearing from you. And thank you everybody for watching. And just as an FYI, if you haven't had the opportunity to go and um, watch our other videos, they're here on YouTube under the playlist, Jesus 24 seven. They are also on um, Anchor and Spotify. You can find the podcast there as well as Apple and Google and I'll leave links um, below this video so you know where to find those resources. And um, we will talk to you soon. God bless.